Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 192. Uh-huh. Hello, Fire Nation. This is Mickey. Prepare to ignite. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to keep Entrepreneur on Fire daily and for free. 99designs is the place for your logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brand. Visit 99designs.com fire to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com fire. LegalZoom is an incredible resource for all entrepreneurs. Protect your business and support Entrepreneur on Fire by going to LegalZoom.com, finding the right services for you, and entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guests today, Craig Hanley and Tony Ricciardi. Craig, Tony, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, we are. (laughs) All right, Craig. Craig is a networking monster with an unstoppable combination of hard work, ingenuity, and creativity that has sparked the vision and growth that drives the success of both companies he leads, Listen Up Espanol and its sister enterprise, Revenue Enhancement Consultants. Tony is an entrepreneur and visionary who embraces the challenges of multicultural marketing in North America. His two favorite company core values are growing brain cells and going beyond ourselves. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Craig and Tony, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you guys personally. We really want to get to know you, and then take another minute and tell us about your business. This is Craig. So personally, you know, uh, I started as an entrepreneur a long time ago, uh, 20 years ago or so, and um, worked in marketing and consulting for a long time. And and a lot of our clients wanted to build a Spanish call center or, or wanted us to uh, wanted us to engage the Spanish speaking audience. And so we gave it a try. Personally, I'm a musician, was in the army. You know, uh, I practice a lot of different uh, different hobbies, but I actually have an album out as well. So that's always very interesting. Um, I actually got to open uh, an event for Coolio at one point. So <laughs> wow. little little uh, unknown fact. Yeah, for sure. This is Tony. My background is uh, in corporate America. I used to work for MCI WorldCom. Back in the days, uh, I've been living up in Maine for almost 13 years. Craig and I have been business partners for about 11 of those. Um, you know, my passions are, I love being active. I love lacrosse, um, you know, snowboarding in the winter. Winter is my passion. And uh, go-karting or anything else that that drives adrenaline. So um, I have, you know, great family. So I enjoy the family life and, uh, and you know, melding business and, uh, and my personal passions into that as well. Well, great guys. And Craig, let me just step out here and say a personal thank you for serving our country. I was an officer myself for four years active, four years in the reserve. So I always not only like talking to fellow Mainers like yourselves, but love talking with fellow servicemen. So thank you. Let's transition now into our success quote because we love getting that motivational ball rolling here at Entrepreneur on Fire and nothing really does that quite like a success quote. And I know both of you guys, Craig and Tony, have a success quote that you're going to share with Fire Nation. So Craig, why don't you take it away? 
The success quote that, that I look at a lot is uh, one by, that I've heard from Tony Shea from Zappos. And one of his sayings is that when you're transparent, you can never be compromised. And I like that because as a business owner, you know, we try to be transparent in everything that we do. And, and of course, it puts us in a position where our integrity and our ethics are never questioned, you know, because we're always being transparent with, our, with, uh, with what we say and what we do. I love that for a lot of reasons. And we also love taking everything to the ground level. So do share with Fire Nation one example where you have really lived that mantra and how it's paid dividends. Well, I can tell you that when we um, negotiate or talk to our clients about about anything from, from pricing to results, that by being really transparent with the, uh, the, the agents who are answering their calls, the agents who are closing those calls, um, what their commissions are on the calls and why they may want to pay us more, um, you know, and, and maybe why they don't. But I can tell you that a lot of clients, when you're really transparent with the results and you show performance numbers based on you know, um, um, specific data points where an agent's making a certain amount of commissions, a lot of clients will even pay more. Um, so I've used it a lot in negotiation as far as, you know, transparently laying out facts and figures in order to try to do the best job for the client, which in some cases, uh, you know, may not always seem like it's in their best interest, but usually is. Very powerful. Tony? Mine was a, uh, I was in a leadership program for a year and uh, a lot of it was around mindfulness. And one of the, one of the uh, quotes that really stuck with me was need a clear head to be a Jedi. And, you know, that is a a really good one just because at a a young age, even my father, you know, it always brought up whether it be in sports, uh, it's not to get frustrated, but to outthink uh, your, you know, your opponent. Uh, And I, you know, I, incorporate that into my life now, whether it be here at work or just in my personal life is to make sure that I'm being mindful of uh, really what's going around versus just being reactive or emotional about it. Hey, anytime we can get a little Star Wars jib in here, the better. So thanks for sharing that, Tony. And how about we just have you lead us into the next topic, which is failure. That's challenges and obstacles as entrepreneurs we face on a daily basis. Failing is part of being an entrepreneur, and I just really want you to take us back to a time in your journey when you failed, when you just were in despair or came up against an obstacle that you had to dig deep to overcome, and how'd you overcome that? I thought about that, and that is a good question, because in the journey that we've had in growing this business, we've had a lot of obstacles. Uh, some people call them failures, uh, you know, but when we created this company, we, we know what we wanted but we weren't sure how we were going to attain it. Um, And as we've grown it from 20 seats up to 550 seats, we've had to grow from being a a small company, uh, which we were used to running, versus a a larger organization. Uh, And one of the things that I learned in in growing into that organization was I need to be a better delegator, and I need to be aware as far as what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And what I'm not good at I need to let the ego go and the control go and give it to somebody that I empower to do that. Well, Tony, take us down to a time when you actually did need to let your ego go. We love specific examples. There was a time a couple of years ago when we had uh, operations run uh, specifically by one individual. And it was, my fear was, was that I, I wasn't in operations. And if I replaced that person, what would I do? I've, and my fear was, is that, I didn't know what would happen if I did have to replace that person. Um, 
I decided that that was the best move for the company. You know, Craig and I had discussed it, and it was. Um, and actually, you know, losing that control or having that person that was in control, um, it was the best thing that we did uh, because we ended up getting, you know, Craig and I got back in the business, found the right person to, uh, to oversee operations. And, uh, and actually, I've been able to step away from the operations because it's running so smoothly right now. Very cool. Craig? So for me, you know, I, I use the word operations because I've always been kind of the guy on the outside who never wanted to have anybody report to me. Right. I always wanted to be kind of touching on things, but really wanted to be focused on working on the business, not in the business. And last summer, you know, with the Olympics and uh, the, in the, uh, the election, media was down and we were losing a little bit of money. And I made a decision to get involved with operations and start helping out with operations. And so... In about a three-week span, I was able to cut the costs of our, you know, some of our hard costs by readjusting the commission plan. I was able to route calls to our better agents. Um, and and what well, I say me, but it, it was a team effort. But I was able to lead the team in, um, in routing the calls to the better performing agents. So even though we cut commissions, the better performing agents ended up making more money. Um, so that, in turn, ended up improving our results our phone results, which actually allowed us to increase our media. The clients are spending more media. And so it actually led to increased profits. So it was really uh, in about a three to four week time frame, we were able to turn around revenue by about, it was over a hundred thousand dollar turnaround in revenue in a short period of time. And so for me, the challenge was being able to say, I, I can do operations because I used to think it was such a bad word. Um, <laughs> I used to be, I never wanted anybody to think of me as an operations guy, but Tony's been drilling down on me for years, you know, how to, how to use operations in a positive way. And, uh, it just kind of clicked for me. And I think it was really good, not only for, for the company, but it was really good in boosting my own confidence that I could do that. That's just some great insight, Craig. And let's have you lead us now into the next topic, which is on the other end of the spectrum from those challenges, those obstacles, those failures. And that's the aha moment. That's those moments that we have as entrepreneurs every single day on certain levels where they inspire us, they propel us forward, they allow us to pivot the direction of our business. But take us back to a time in your journey when you really had that big light bulb that went off, when the clouds parted, the sun just shined through and you said, wow, this is going to resonate with my authentic self, with my target market. And Craig, how'd you turn that moment into success? It's funny because these questions are all great questions that Tony and I were talking. There's so many different failures we've had and challenges and obstacles. Right. To pick a couple is tough. Well, the same thing with the aha moment. But what was funny about this is Tony and I both kind of had the same aha moment. And I think for him, it maybe came a little bit sooner than it did for me. We started um, looking at Gazelle's, Vern Harnish's book, The Rockefeller Habits, and, and looked at the one-page strategic plan. And I was always wanting to execute on things, but really never understanding again, but going back to me not being an operations guy, I never wanted to understand what went into execution. I just wanted things done. And, uh, you know, we had a team that I put a lot of pressure on to get things done. And what Tony always tried to explain to me um, is that, you know, Craig, it's not as easy as just saying do it and us to do it. You know, it's, it's great that you got some great ideas, but we've got to be able to execute. And so we were brought this whole one-page strategic plan. And essentially, we were able to agree that these are the things in our business that are important to us. 
Uh, Tony also brought out this thing called a two by two, where we'd say, these are the things that we can work on now. These are the things we want to work in. These are the things we want to delay. And essentially, it allows us to focus on specific things. What that did, and I know this is a long story here, but the aha moment was that when you focus on two different, no more than two different things over the course of a quarter, and you have everybody on your team aligned on the same things getting achieved, that you can actually achieve the goals that you set for yourself based on having everybody on the team pull in the same direction. That absolutely was a long story, but I just want to thank you for that because that's exactly what we're looking for at Entrepreneur on Fire is hearing your story, the background, the buildup, and then the post-execution after that moment. So you did a great job bringing all that together. And Tony, I don't want you jumping on Craig's back here with that great aha moment since you had the same one. So share with us a different aha moment that you've had and how you turned that into success. Yeah, that's so funny because Craig stole my thunder. (laughs) I know he did. (laughs) Because I'm the one who actually incorporated all that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he brought it to the and I, I fought him, I think, tooth and nail for a while, but I ended up going, it just clicked for me one day. I'm like, wow, so this is how we execute. <laughs> That's awesome. The thing that that did is it just moved our company to the next level. And in order to get to the next level, we couldn't continue to operate like a small company. We really needed to communicate better. And, and I guess as a, as a business owner, one of the other ahas that was a, that's a component of the one page, which all comes back to communication and flow of communication is uh, is huddles and uh, as we were growing we were uh, didn't have daily huddles and now I can't see our organization operating without a huddles whether it be operation huddles they have their own I have my my executive huddle every single morning at 10:30 and you know we start with what's good what what was good today personal or business uh, you know what's your what's your core objective today. And are there any uh, are there any roadblocks uh, that you might need assistance from anybody else on, else on the executive team? And it just keeps the company in a positive rhythm, you know. Going and it ties back to what our strategic initiative is for that quarter and back to the year. So everything trickles down um, from the annual goals that we set up as an executive team as a company down to the quarterly, monthly, and down to our daily rhythms. So you know, communication is my big aha because without a high performance team, it's very difficult to execute. And a lot of it starts with communication. So take us through very quickly, Tony, what a daily huddle would look like. You gave the overarching points that are hit throughout the day, but what to you looks like a good daily huddle for all those listeners out there that are looking to implement something like that into their business. When you walk away from a daily huddle and you're like, wow, that was a really positive daily huddle. What did that look like? I like it when somebody calls uh, somebody else uh, and holds them accountable. Yeah. Uh, so if there was something that was promised from another team player, and uh, and it wasn't done in the time frame that they that they said, they can actually use that huddle as an opportunity to call them out on that as far as a breakdown and do a takeaway. So accountability is huge on ex- on execution. Um, I like it when the team makes it uncomfortable at times on the uh, morning huddle. But, you know, for me, the morning huddle also eliminates a lot of email waste. So if there's takeaways or important things that need to be taken care of, like this morning, there was an, uh, an uh, accounts receivable and a uh, billing dispute that it needs to get taken care of immediately. At the end of the call, my question was, is why didn't anybody bring that up? That should be a, that's a priority today. And really what, what ended, the breakdown that we noticed was nobody 
was, uh, was heading that up. We talked about it, but nobody was accountable for it. Uh, so at the end of the huddle, we have somebody that's accountable for it and they're reporting on it tomorrow and then it's back on track. So that's a, a little example as far as for me, um, you know, I have my list of things that I believe are important and everybody else in the, in the, in the executive team does as well. And it's an opportunity to leverage everybody's assistance in getting things done. No, thanks for that insight. Accountability is such a key word when running a business, when running a team in general. So I'm really glad you touched upon that. Craig, have you had an I've made a moment? No, I'm, I'm not wired that way. I never, I never feel like, you know, that we've done enough. I mean, the, the funniest thing is, you know, we do a lot with charity. And I, I remember getting a phone call from um, this woman who runs a charity in Columbia. And she was telling me that because we had really pushed to get this, this Father Mejia, you know, who runs this Colombian um, group of, of orphans, really pulls them off the streets and helps them get off glue. But he was coming to Mexico because we were actually, as a favor, we were helping him turn a, a two-hour documentary that was produced called The Invisible Children into a 30-minute infomercial. And we were actually helping do it in our facilities in Mexico. And she called and she goes, I don't know if you understand. She goes, but when he was there, he met with some of the uh, you know, with a group of people from that area, from Hermosillo, she said, and, and what's interesting about that is that they donate 50% of their profit to charity every year. And as a result of the meeting, not only did they agree to donate 50% of their revenue to Father Mejia's program, but on top of that, they actually got together and they're building an orphanage just like Father Mejia's right in Mexico. You and your business partner, Tony, you guys are responsible for saving thousands of kids' lives. And I was like, okay, great. What's next? It, it took me all about 30 seconds to feel like a little bit of appreciation to think about what we were going to do next. I'm not wired as that we've made it. It just doesn't happen. I wish it did more often. I wish I could appreciate what we built more often, but um, unfortunately I'm not wired that way. I'm wired to deliver and to continue to look for growth and to look to deliver more. Well, Craig, thank you for your honesty there. I know I caught you a little off guard with that question, and that's the point of it because every entrepreneur reacts to that question differently. Some entrepreneurs say, John, I will never have an I've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey, and I never want to be there. While others say, John, I have an I've made a moment every single day because I'm accomplishing one of my goals, one of my milestones. And for me, it's more about the journey. It's more about those milestones and those achievements and those accomplishments. And so the fact that you were able to take even maybe just for half a second, a step back, breathe and say, wow, I really did good in the world. That's what it's all about. That's enjoying the journey. And Tony, like I just told Craig, I know I caught him a little off guard, so I won't be able to do the same to you. So I'm not even going to give you that softball. My next question is, are you enjoying your journey? I love my journey. I actually, I feel like I'm blessed. You know, I've wasn't sure when I got out of school, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was a painter for years making, you know, just cash. I didn't even have a paycheck. And then all my friends were, you know, successful jobs. And for me to be in the position that I'm in today, and I just like, I, I feel that I'm blessed uh, in the walk that I'm walking, um, you know, having a successful company, having awesome people uh, that work with me, having a business partner uh, in the relationship that I have with Craig um, and you know, a lot of the good things that, you know, Craig and I, we wanted not just own a successful company, but we also want to give back and, and we do that, you know, all the time and to have a partner that is in line with me on that. It's, um, 
I, I feel very fortunate that, that I'm in the position I'm in. Craig was talking about one of his, the, one of the things that, that he felt really good about. And, you know, one of the things that, that I decided to do with Craig last year was to support, we've been looking forward to charity support and we started supporting an organization called Build On. Uh, last year, we ended up building a school in Nicaragua. We sent 10 of our employees down there to help uh, build the foundation of that school. Uh, and we did a documentary on it. And we're building another one in Haiti. Uh, and we've raised $125,000 last year and a couple hundred thousand dollars this year to support uh, schools uh, in other parts of the world, but also to, uh, to build a couple after-school programs uh, within some inner cities here in the United States. That's some powerful stuff, Tony. When you can really give back like that, I can just see the meaning and everything you do just multiply. We're going to use this to move into our next topic, which is your current business. Before we really delve into this, though, I do want to make just a pretty interesting side note that I just got a kick out of while you were talking, Tony. I am sitting here in my studio in Maine. I interview people all over the world, in Australia, in New Zealand, Japan. I've interviewed people in India, all over the United States. But here you guys are in Maine. I hear you talking, hear the siren wail in the background of a police car. And then about two minutes later, the same police car drives by my house. So it was a pretty interesting little experience to know that in this day and age, I can have such interesting conversations, not only with people all over the world, but with people right in the same town, just as crisply and clearly. So just an interesting note. But now I do want to move into the current business. And Craig, let's have you take it off on this one. What is one thing that's just really exciting you right now? Again, this is one of those questions where there's so many cool things that we're doing. Um, I should I should take Tony's answer because we went over them and then make him come up with something. <laughs> whatever you want to do, man. Whatever you want to do. I'm really excited right now that's because true. we're still working on, from an operational standpoint, we're still working on maximizing our results at the center. And it's kind of like doing a crossword puzzle or any type of puzzle where the answers keep falling in place. It's really exciting when, you know, you make a change in the business and one change in the business. I, I love the expression, little hinges swing big doors. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things to do is to make little tweaks in the business that swing a big door. And right now we're testing different routing strategies. We're playing with the commission plan a little bit. And every time we do it, something happens, you know, and most of the time it's something positive. And so we're applying all these different things operationally to the business. And the end result is that our clients get better results. And when our clients get better results, they spend more money and everybody makes more money. So we're really pushing, putting more pressure on the people at our center in Mexico who really can perform and determining how that can influence our results moving forward and, and create a, a, a stronger business for our clients and better client support. And for me, you know, that turning that knob and continuing to probe you know, that area um, is really exciting. And that's that's really working in the business, not on the business. And I know Tony's got a working on the business thing that we're excited about. So I'll let him kind of shift to that. Great. Go ahead, Tony. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. so let, me take your, let me take your thunder. Um, one, you know, we, we've been uh, trying to figure out how do we diversify our, our, our portfolio. Uh and, you know, in taking the majority of our business, we drive inbound calls based on infomercials that are advertised on the U.S. Hispanic cable networks. And what we found uh, in the last couple of years is that more and more Latinos are going online to, uh, to search for the products that they're seeing on TV. Um, 
it's a multimedia approach versus just a single media approach of what it, it was in the past as far as acquiring a customer. Uh, and, you know, what we're looking at right now is taking the majority of the data that we've been able to acquire over the last couple of years, and it's around, I don't know, three to four million people have, have contacted us and running big data analytics on that to identify who those people are based on their psychographics and locations and to be able to present a similar offer to that same demographic or psychographic on the internet and target them with the similar message. So instead of you know marketing to 2 million US Latinos, we still have another 48 million Latinos that have potentially haven't seen that same message on TV that was advertised between 11 and maybe seven in the morning on the weekend. Um, and I think that that's a huge opportunity uh, that I'm looking at, uh, at growing and diversifying our business online, is taking that approach and targeting them. That's some exciting stuff. And why don't you just continue on from right there and give us about 30 seconds of your vision for the future. I want to build a, multi, a multi-branded agency uh, where, you know, when people are looking to communicate with the U.S. Latino market, they're thinking of, they think of, listen up, Espanol. I want to be the top of, top of mind brand uh, when people want to communicate to the U.S. Latino market. Whether it be you know us looking at uh, building the largest engaged database of Latinos, first, second, third generation, uh, being able to uh, you know target them online with the right message at the right time, or even on their mobile phone, and be able to communicate them um, you know with an operator. Craig, I think what Tony's talking about as far as you know being able to enhance our internet traffic um, and enhance what we can do for our customers as far as really looking at the customers that haven't bought from us and the demographic is, is very exciting. So I'm kind of in line with him on that. Okay, Fire Nation, we're going to quickly thank our sponsors who allow us to bring Entrepreneur on Fire to you seven days a week for free. Are you waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business? That time is now. LegalZoom and Entrepreneur on Fire have partnered up to make sure you get started right. Whether you're setting up an LLC, S-Core, sole proprietorship, nonprofit, trademarks, or copyrights, LegalZoom takes care of you from start to finish. Their award-winning service was developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business gets personalized attention. One stat that I love, Fire Nation, is 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend LegalZoom to their family. There is a disclaimer here to note, though. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. Let's sum this up. If you're an entrepreneur and want to ensure you are protecting your business, call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Make sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for additional savings. 99designs is the answer to all your design needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sweet web design? We could all use some new infographics, Facebook cover pages, and banners. Incredible graphic designers at 99designs are waiting to help you out. They'll work on projects you define, and you'll assign the budget that works for you. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. The paperwork, the legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations – Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. 
At 99designs, you choose the best submissions for your project and give feedback until the results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee, complimentary design consultations with a San Francisco design team for all your branding needs, and a stellar 24-7 customer support. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. All right, guys. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? We're engaged. We're ready, (laughs) Vanna. All right. Tony, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was comfortable working for a company at the time. Uh, And more or less what happened to me was life circumstances pushed me into being an entrepreneur. Right after 9-11, I had lost my job after moving to Maine. Um, And, you know, I started uh, working in a call center. Then I started brokering. Then Craig and I, uh, you know, had met each other and we came up with an idea to start a business. So uh, for me, it was really what pushed me to be an entrepreneur was I didn't have any other option other than to make it. Uh, so I had to make it because I didn't want to work for anybody else. I didn't want to move out of Maine. Maine, when I put, I put my, my flag in the ground, I was like, this is where we're staying. I'm going to make it happen. Um, so, you know, what? nothing really held me back other than the, the timing and the circumstances uh, made me be an entrepreneur. Would never go back. Maine, the way life should be. Craig? For me, the thing that held me back from being an entrepreneur was my job. So I guess it was really good that I kept getting fired. <laughs> I, um, I was a round peg in a square hole. And what was funny is I always wanted to do things better than the people I worked for. And I think I was right most of the time. Um, the problem is, is that there's a lot of jealousy out there and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people who don't necessarily appreciate somebody who might take their job. Were you a good communicator then too? I wasn't a good communicator. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just kind of did my own thing. I know I'm so. not supposed to crash your thunder, but so uh, anyway, I just he's grown up. I just didn't fit into the box, but I'm sure I was a terrible communicator. I'm sure I thought that they were all stupid and I was right and they were wrong and I just did it my own way. But Well, Craig, on that note, what's the best business advice you've ever received? A lot of people talk about, you know, um, making money. I think a lot of people you know, want to make money. But I think a lot of people talk about it incorrectly. Somebody told me that the best way to become rich is to find out what your passion is and to pursue your passion. And if you really, if it's your passion, then it's really going to come through as far as, as far as how you feel about it, your energy around it. And essentially when you're pursuing your passion, you become happy. And when you achieve happiness, you then become rich. And I think the path, you know, to making money was explained to me in a way where I was, I, I kind of got it. And I realized that, you know, the, the area of opportunity for us to make money was to really look at what we're passionate about. When we're doing what we're passionate at, we're going to be happy. And lo and behold, that'll make us money. So for me, that was some of the best business advice was, um, was really looking at money kind of in a backwards way. Tony? My perseverance, uh, you know, in, in being an entrepreneur, you have your ups and downs. Um, and to have faith uh, through perseverance and approaching it with a Jedi mindset, um, you're going to get through it. Um, so, you know, perseverance is, is definitely core uh, to what, you know, and who I am. And, at a, you know, 
it's just something that's been instilled for me uh, at a young age, and, and I continue to, to live with that. Tony, take us into something that is working for you right now. For me, everything is focused right now. Uh, I know when the organization focuses, we get things done. We had a difficult third quarter last year. It was more of a turnaround situation. And the, the thing that always turns around the organization is focusing on what we need to do. Uh, and when you're focusing on too much, you're not focusing, you're not, and you're not executing, getting things done. So, you know, focusing uh, is huge uh, for me right now and knowing my limits uh, and when I'm taking on too much and, and being aware of those signs that say, hey, you're, you or your team, uh, there's just too much going on. You, ne- you need to pull back and be patient with the process. Um, so focus and, um, and, you know, being true to, you know, what our limits are. So we execute. Craig? For me, something that's working is, you know, Tony and I have been business partners for 11 years. And I like to look at our roles today where, like, it's a cute story. Last year, you know, he was mired in operations. I was talking about all the future things. I was talking about, oh, we should be doing this and that. And I was going to shows that really talk about the future of where the business should be. And Tony says, you know, I'm mired down in the operations. You get to do all the fun stuff. I'm like, okay. Well, this year he comes into my office and he goes, you know, you're doing all the operations. So you actually know what you're doing every day. I'm mired in all the, all these future things, you know, and I'm all over the board, you know, and I guess the point of this is, is something that's working right now is after 11 years plus, Tony and I have kind of reversed roles back and forth so many times that we're really working well together today in that we kind of know what each other are doing and what each other, what we're challenged with. So our partnership, I think is, you know, we've always had a strong partnership, but I think today we both kind of understand where we've been over the past 11 years better than we ever have. So I think that helps us in understanding where we're at from a mental standpoint. I understand the the, the chaos that Tony's going through and he understands the mired down details that I'm going through as far as operations go. And last year we probably didn't have that understanding. So great insight. And Craig, lead us into an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners. You know, LinkedIn and Facebook groups is something I spend a lot of time on because I know in my business, being able to partner with other people is important. Tony? You know, one of the tools I've been using lately is called Astrid. It's on my phone. I always have my phone with me. And in order to keep a clear mind and some of the, you know, the things that I may miss because I can't remember it, or usually when I'm thinking too many things, it's because I didn't write it down or I'm like, I, I might've forgotten that. So I use Astrid as my, uh, as my tool on my phone. Uh, and it just keeps ideas and tasks uh, when it hits my, when it gets into my head, I'll just type it in, into that program and it's out of my head and it's in my phone. Uh, and I, I really like that. It's a good uh, productivity tool. So, Tony, if you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, what would it be? I usually keep these books in my drawer and hand them out to people. It's called The Power of Ted by David uh, Emerald. And uh, this was also uh, something that I went through when I did uh, a leadership program through Stegen. And it's all about taking the drama out of a situation and being a rescuer, a a persecutor, or or a victim. And it moves you more into a, uh, a different mindset of a coach, a creator, and a challenger. And the book is written in a way where it's a story. So it's, it's a real easy read. And it's easy to actually get the concept of, of what he's talking about. 
and it's more of a mind shift. I love the book. Wonderful. Well, we will be linking everything up in the show notes. Craig? I like the books that tell a story. I mean, I've recently just finished The Alchemist. Love the book. I love how it's a story. I love how it kind of, I'm a big believer in faith and that life leads you down the path you're supposed to be on in order to maximize your growth ability. So I kind of like that story. It's always neat because life, you know, is always throwing curveballs at you. But, you know, as long as you keep driving on and you believe in what you're doing and you have faith, a lot of times the end result is better than you could have expected it to be. Um, so that's, that's if I were going to recommend one book, one that I've read recently, uh, that would be one. I mean, there's about 20 others. I read about three books a week. What's funny about this question is that book that Tony mentioned, I think, is the only book he reads outside of the Harvard Business Journal or something <laughs> on those lines. I read the Harvard Business Review, and Craig's right, is uh, at a young age, when I, if I read, um, I fall asleep. So I'm, I've always read short, short articles because if I read a book, I'm, I'm usually falling asleep within you know 10 to 15 pages. Snooze down. Well, listen, guys, you have just given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. While Craig was just finishing up with The Alchemist, I actually flipped a coin, and Tony, it came up on heads. So we're going to ask you for one parting piece of guidance, then share how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I think it's important if you're an entrepreneur is to, is to be aware of, of balancing your life um, with family, uh, with your personal purpose, and with your, and with your business. Um, and when those are unbalanced, it, 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 it's, uh, it's difficult, um, to, to be optimized and run in a, in a, uh, in an optimized fashion for your company. And I think as a leader, um, I, I do check-ins with other people to make sure that, that I am optimized, uh, because as good as I think I am, I'm not that good. <laughs> and, uh, whether it be, you know, through Craig or, uh, through a couple of other associations that I belong to, um, it's always good uh, to have a check-in just to make sure that I'm always, um, you know, growing brain cells and, and advancing myself and to make sure that I'm using the tools that have been given me versus getting lazy and not disciplined uh, and letting things go by. So, um, and it kind of goes back to the Jedi thing. It's kind of just keeping, keeping a clear head in making sure that, that you are living the disciplines in order to continue to move forward. Powerful. And how can we find you? Uh, you can find me, um, I guess, on Facebook at, uh, at Tony Ricciardi. You can, uh, my email is Tony at listenupespanol.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. And Craig, what's the best way to connect with your company? Definitely look at listenupespanol.com. We have a lot of cool videos up there of our company. And our, one thing we didn't really talk about is the culture that we've been able to create and what we've put into that. And there's a lot of information on there mm-hmm. about how to build out your culture. Um, if you if you Google my name, Craig Handley, it might come up as CR Groove, which is my music alter ego. Nice. You can listen to music videos, you know, um, you know, and, and learn a little bit about me just by Googling my name. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and all those other places. And I'm pretty accessible. Tony and I both believe in giving back. Uh, and so if you're an entrepreneur and you need help with something, certainly I think if you emailed either one of us, we take yeah. the time to reply. Well, you have been so generous with Fire Nation today, Craig and Tony. So thank you for just being so kind with your time, expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Thank you. 
Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The Fire bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.